Hello and welcome back to another episode of the In Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is and this is a new nickname, and I was told to call him it, and I'm <laughs> sure he has he actually has any connections with this area, but we're gonna go for it anyway. The Stourbridge Stonker, Mr. David Harris. Oh wow, unbelievable. Hi Will. <laughs> um no Mike this week because he's off uh, uh, I don't know. In, in Wales, well. Yeah, at a uh, <laughs> at an end dubs concert, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Decided I don't want any of those. Uh, don't want any of those um, Euro games. I want to go listen to Talisa perform her her album, The Boss Lady. I think it was. I don't know. Yeah, I the boss. Was at, uh, the female Park, boss. Yeah. I'll tell you what. That sound telling you more about end dubs is Pod Ross himself, Robert. <laughs> I will. And. Uh, We've we've got James Yates here now. He's he you you know James Yates, ladies and gentlemen of the of the podcast world. Um, we haven't <laughs> quite got a nickname for him yet. Uh, so we're just gonna have a quick brainstorm on the pod. For some reason, Dave wanted something to do with Gareth Gates, number one fan. Um, Gareth Yates. Gareth Gareth Yates. <laughs> That's pretty good to be fair. That's not bad, you know. <laughs> I had something. I was trying to work out something in my head with like Yates wine bar, but it didn't really work. Uh, yeah, I was thinking your mum's favourite place. I don't know. There's <laughs> connotations there, though. Anyway, the Euros. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. <laughs> first of all, we like to uh, we like to ask everyone this question who, when they first joined the pod, and even though this is like your third or fourth uh, joining, what's your favourite sandwich? Oh, is this for me? Yes, yes, it's for you. Oh, I like uh uh, chicken and bacon. Yeah. Solid okay. choice. Solid choice. Um, yeah, it's done answer that question because I thought of a better one. What's the What's the best meal? What's the best meal to have at half time during the Euros game? I'd like a pizza. Yeah. I like a pizza. Yeah, I like a pizza. Because because then you yeah. can order it at kickoff and it comes for about half time. You don't have to do any work. Smart, because what you've got to think about whatever meal you're having, ideally you don't want to leave the room. Um, yeah. And you've got, to be able to, you've got to be able to finish it in about 15 minutes before the second half. Or it's got to be something you can have when it's slightly lukewarm during the second half. Yeah, pizza ticks all the boxes. Yeah. It does. It does. Look at that. Speaking of ticking the boxes, um, let's, let's talk about... Uh, the Euros. Only one place really to start, given that we are four Englishmen, and that is, um, did anyone see Scotland's keeper get lumped? <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Oh, Dave, goal of the tournament from Patrick Schick. Wow, yeah, I mean the the curl on it was ri- ridiculous. Regardless of what you think of what the Scotland keeper was up to, there's some finish from there. I was asking him, I was asking you about the goal, not what you'd done after your first coffee this morning. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, Sorry. Oh, no, serious talk. <laughs> um, so, if you were the if you were the Scots before this tournament, and Lord knows you wouldn't want to be, um, and you're sort of looking at the you're looking at the the three people in your group, you're thinking England uh, on paper a decent side, but anything can happen between rivals. Um, you're looking at Croatian World Cup, Croatian. Croatia World Cup finalists, obviously, a few years ago now. Ageing, but still a good side. And then you'd have looked at the Czech Republic, who obviously got pumped 5-0 by uh, 
England in qualifying. You're probably identifying that as your best chance of getting three points. So this result a big disappointment, Gates. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, they probably wouldn't have wanted to play Czech Republic first, like a nice game to warm up into the tournament, being at their first tournament in 23 years. Um, yeah. <laughs> and long may it continue. Um, yeah, I thought I actually thought uh, Scotland played very well in the first half. Yeah. Uh, Andy Robertson was a cracking player for the first 20-odd minutes. He was best player on the pitch. Uh, was playing more as a left winger than a left back, but and should have scored. Uh, and, uh, and then Che Adams, when he came off on at half-time, was quality. Yeah. And if um, Scotland had some chances, it would have been a different story. Yeah, so, I mean, that is that is the worry at the... That is the worry for them at this year, as it seems like, is that they're not particularly... I mean, Che Adams, I like the guy, but... I mean, if he shot at JFK, JFK would still be alive. Like... <laughs> well, well, if you'd uh, if you if you saw the game, you might want to reassess how inaccurate Shea Adams is after watching Lyndon Dykes. Good lord! <laughs> yeah, he could have come away being current tournament top scorer with a hat trick, well, um, yeah. but scored absolutely none. Yeah, I've got to confess, I was at work when this game was on, so I did watch the highlights with Ross and Yates in this call beforehand, and I just spent the entire time going, what the hell is going on? They were just missing chance after chance after chance. It was incredible. It was like watching um, Timo play. Um, <laughs> no, there was no offsides. No, no offsides. But obviously, <laughs> obviously very disappointing from a home nation standpoint. But Ross, given that Scotland did play well, do you fancy them to... I don't know, perform well against Croatia, for example, given how poor they looked? Yeah, I think there's definitely something for them in that game. I thought Croatia were really poor against us, to be mm. honest. Given Mings and Stones hadn't played together ever before. You given, think it was, given it was Mings and Stones. For true, them. true, to be fair, yeah. Um, well, I, I watched a bit of them in their pre, one of their pre, pre-tournament friendlies and they looked all right going forward. But yeah, as you said already it's getting the ball in the back of the net for them two up top which worries me a little yeah yeah you just you can't lose to the Czech Republic they don't even have Petr Czech anymore that's what you used to turn up every tournament knowing you'd see your team in his rugby hat um without further ado gents let's talk about uh Gareth Southgate's Blue Harbour Army um Let's start with the team selection. A couple of weird choices. Dave, mm. what was your initial reaction when you saw it? Um, shock, to be honest. I was thinking, what the hell's he doing? Trippier at left back. I couldn't believe that one, to be honest. Was um, that the biggest shock? Oh, I mean, I, I was hoping Tyrone Mings, after his not particularly great performances, wouldn't be near the starting eleven. So I wasn't particularly happy to see him in there either. Um uh, to be honest, given on form, uh, I don't think Sterling really should have started. I know, obviously, as we'll come on to, he, he was, you know, crucial in this game. But when you think of England form players going into this, he certainly wasn't up there to be starting. Um, uh, to be honest, with Calvin Phillips, I wasn't as shocked. Like, I don't expect Jude Bellingham to start, if I'm well, honest. And Henderson's not fit, so... Phillips was logical to to go in next to Rice, I thought, really. Grealish, however, should have started also. 
Um, what? What? Hold on. Should have. Well, if he's not injured, I I don't know why he wasn't wasn't starting, given that he'd been fantastic in the the games that they let him play in. Yikes. Uh, the th- the thing about Grealish is, uh, I can imagine Southgate is managing him, seeing as he hasn't played much in the last few months. Yep. And Grealish is uh, against Croatia. Grealish is probably less needed because you expect them to come on to you, whereas Scotland and Czech Republic are going to sit behind the ball, and that's when you need a player like Grealish to unlock the defence. And given how much you got clobbered in the two friendlies. But, yeah. I mean, he's, he's always going down for a free kick or a pen. He's not, he's not seen that kind of rough treatment since he was last in Bangalore, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, uh, I think let's try and let's talk about them individually. Because um, we'll start with Trippier, because Trippier was the most left field, no pun intended, um, pick for me, Yates. But it, it seemed to work out. It seemed to give England a bit of balance at the back. I mean, I... What did you make of it? Uh, yeah, but Trippier played well. Uh, it was definitely a shock, seeing as he hasn't played left-back since a year and a half ago for England. Um, and we've got two very good left-backs in Chilwell and Shaw. Um, I feel like if Chilwell and Shaw played, we would have had the same balance. Um, and potentially even more balance because it's a natural left-footer out there. Because uh, there was a number of times where... Um, Trippier was going forwards and would cut back on his right foot. Yeah, well, there was a there was a particular moment where um, Kyle Walker, who I, I wouldn't say covered himself in just all all the glory that there was, um, played a ball played a ball that would have been if you're a left footer running down the line, you'd have you'd have been you'd have been thinking right onto my left foot and I can just carry on running. Whereas yeah. Trippier's already checked back because he's thinking, oh, well, I'm going to be getting this on my left. I'm going to have to pull back. But yeah, it it was it was a bit of an odd one. And I, it's after the game, it was still odd. Yeah, and then all the pundits tried to justify it. We won, so it didn't matter. <laughs> no, but I mean, there's a, as we'll probably come on to, there's a fair point there. But it just it just feel it just look. You know, there's no way of getting around it. You got two very good left backs, and you're playing a right wing back at left back. It's just weird. Yeah, it's, it's just bizarre. Um, on to the next one. Oh, look at that! It's like a good music cue. Um, Tyrone Minks. <laughs> uh, not I'm I'm not a Tyrone Minks fan, but I thought he played really well. What did you think, Ross? Yeah, so also not a big fan of his, but uh, yeah, I thought he. Uh dealt with everything he needed to in the game. I thought he was pretty solid in there. Um, as good as you could have expected from him, I think, to be honest. High praise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, if Maguire's not fit, obviously, because I think if he was if he was fit, they would be trying to cut him out there on one leg. I mean, for the three of you, who would you have partnering John Stones then? Are you sticking with Mings after this opening game? I think if you're playing a four, I think it has to be Mings. To be yeah, he, yeah, I'm not really a fan of him, but he did play well in this game, so I feel like he proved himself. You can't use Walker in a four in no, the middle, and no. Cody's Cody's not not great also in a four. So no love for Ben White. Uh, yeah, to be go. fair, that's a good point. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do I'm prefer like Ben White to Tatar and Mings. Yeah. I true. think he's the best of the three. It's just he's had his lack of it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Mings is super experienced with England, is it? No. But Mings has been around the Prem for two seasons, where Ben White has only been in the Prem for one as well. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Tyrone Mings, Christ. Um. Anyway. Moving a bit further up then, let's talk about the match winner himself, Raheem Sterling. Uh, obviously got the goal. It, he was... We, Henry Hodgson was uh, watching the game with us. Everyone knows him. He's listened to podcasts. He's a Man City fan. Um, yes, he's still crying about the, uh, the loss of Porto. Um, but secondary to that, he was annoyed when Sterling started. He was annoyed watching Sterling play. Sterling put the ball in the back of the net and then he celebrated for two minutes and then went back to being annoyed at Sterling. (laughs) But but he was sort of right to because, yeah, he got the goal, but he was... He, he still isn't right, is he, Dave? He still still doesn't look right. No. I, yeah, he just doesn't seem to be the sort of player that, that he was even a couple of years ago. I don't really think he offers that much. And, yeah, like, he took his goal well, but for what's worth, I think that goal was more to do with Calvin Phillips' brilliant pass than, than his finish. Um, it just... Yeah, he seems a bit reserved, I think, Sterling. He doesn't really run at people. He doesn't really experiment anymore. He just sort of is a very average... Yeah, he's not really an attacking winger that you'd you'd expect and hope. Given that he's so quick as well, you'd think he'd really try and run at people and he just doesn't doesn't really try and do that. Yeah. Yates, what did you make of his performance? Um, Well, I think that's the best he's performed in about a year. Yeah, which is probably an indictment on the fact that he's playing for City. Um, <laughs> there was a running joke while well, the people I was watching with that we expected him to do a pirouette around the ball every time he got it. <laughs> <laughs> so that seemed to happen multiple occasions. Uh, but yeah, he took the goal very well. I think he, especially in the first half, he was a lot more positive than uh, what he's been doing recently and was at least, he made a few good runs off the ball, uh, yeah. showing for the ball quite well. I still wouldn't have started him, but, you know. No. We won. Positive. It, it's it's that running off the ball that I thought, I, I thought he actually played pretty okay, to good actually, um, goal aside. He reminded me a little <laughs> bit of like what, Again, it, I mentioned his name already. It reminded me a little bit of watching Chelsea with or without Timo Werner. And that Timo Werner is obviously having a woeful finishing season. Couldn't it have barn? He could, honestly, He he's another one that you put him in front of JFK and he would have been alive. But he's, his pace and that his ability to run a lot, to run past people is has been key for Chelsea. And it's kind of the same with England because you see a key part of Southgate's plan and it was obvious as the days long watching this game is that he wants those three in behind and to a lesser extent Calvin Phillips too to to really stretch the play and just run basically and one thing you would say about Sterling as opposed to Grealish is Grealish is quick yeah but he hasn't got the raw pace that Sterling has or even a Rashford for example but um sorry Ross what did you make of a old Raheem 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 yeah, like you, I thought he was. I thought he was decent, to be honest. The two times we actually got in, it was him. So um, that is true. 
but uh, Sa- Southgate said he put him in because he felt we were lacking in experience, which was true from the other players we had in this in this side. So, and yeah, I I, I, I thought he was decent. I mean, I, I was surprised when he started, but um, yeah, I thought he was was decent. Yeah. Um. So obviously, after kind of like a lot of discussions about formation, Southgate did go for the. The, the 4-2-3-1, which we sort of hinted at, which meant that Calvin Phillips partnered Declan Rice, who was the obvious one to play. And the question was more about whether Henderson would be fit. But with that performance from Phillips, we really didn't miss him, did we, fellas? He was excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, he was fantastic. Yeah. I thought he was what, our best player, to be honest. Yeah, what did you, so you thought he was our best player. What particularly impressed you? Well, he seemed to play a bit more, a bit further forward or do a bit more attacking than he does when he plays for Leeds but uh, he set the goal really nicely yeah. and uh, a few shots as well and yeah just the all round he was really excellent uh, yeah really good performance for him yeah so he, he played uh, more of as like an 8 um, for the yeah. end whereas for Leeds he usually plays as a 6 doesn't he yeah yeah uh, so he was he did a like proper box to box midfielder's job. So he broke up the play and then moved the play along and pushed forwards. And knowing full well that Rice was next to him, so he had the cover. And I think even though that partnership hasn't really been around for long, they sort of suited each other's games very well. Yeah. And it's a nice little pivot for the rest of the attacking talent that England have to go forwards. Mm-hmm. It was because it was it was weird because it um, out of possession it was almost a four three three because you had Mount dropping into the the left as as he does for Chelsea every now and then. Um, I, I tell you what, Dave, watching this Croatian team, which it does seem a bit old, like particularly yeah. Mod- Modric, Brozovic, and Kovacic, which is I know Kovacic is fairly young, but I don't think Brozovic is ancient, but Modric has certainly started to show his age and particularly the back line. So that we had a lot of energy in midfield with Mount Phillips and Rice. How much do you think having that energy as opposed to the sort of the older style of Croatia really helped us control this one? Yeah, I think it helped have so much energy. I mean, Kovacic, as much as I think he's a great player, he should. he's not. <laughs> yeah, but he's not, he's not even massively known. I don't think for being like, he's, he gets around the pitch, but Modric really, to be honest, was showing his age. And I think, yeah, he, yeah. I didn't really think Brozovic or Kovacic were actually able to sort of make up for his lack of getting around the pitch. Whereas obviously yeah. we had what I would say is just like a a lot of runners in our midfield anyway. So we were pretty much on top of them the whole time. I felt, and that midfield battle was really what lost us to them last time. Really, yeah. they yeah. were they were way better than us in midfield, but this time we had the legs on them, and that was. Yeah, like you said, Calvin Phillips is fantastic. All the players in midfield stuck to their jobs really good, but I think just having the legs also helped too. Front line, perhaps less effective. Obviously, we talked about Sterling, but Foden struck me as, other than hitting the post early doors, as pretty quiet. And it, I don't think it was Kane's best day. Um, are you? Ex- I mean, Harry Kane's going to play every game, isn't he? Let's be honest. And, yeah. Uh, so, but are you expecting to perhaps see someone slightly different against Scotland out there on the right? Uh, no, I reckon I'd expect Foden to start. Uh, I reckon uh, I think he did okay. 
Um, he was a bright spark at the start of the game, like you said, almost did the opening of the curler. Uh, but I expect him to continue with Foden. Um, and if he's going to make a change, I reckon Sterling would be the one to go because you'd want a bit more creativity. I uh, think Grealish will play on the left. Yeah, it's exactly. mm-hmm. good. Interesting. Um, and you don't necessarily need uh, Sterling's pace against Scotland. No, Grant Hanley's still They're playing going to the back. <laughs> yeah, their defence, holy, holy balls. I wanted to swear, but Will's usually the person that gives us the e tag. This, is, this, this podcast is, is explicit. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, you think you can swear, Dave? It's not like there's a full of nuns listening to this that are going to uh, Liam, Liam Cooper, Cooper yeah. who I've never rated, to be honest. Is, is, I like Liam is Cooper. Is he the Leeds? Yeah, he's Leeds, him? but honestly, I've, I've had question marks about that guy when he was in the Championship. To be honest, it's just they missed they missed Tierney though. I'll give them that. Was he injured or what? Yeah, he picked up a knock in training. Uh, Right, I wasn't sure. Uh, And uh, I mean, if you're missing Tierney at centre back, it's clearly a weakness for you. Mark wasn't that confident that he'd be ready for Friday. Well, that is good news for the English, bad news for the Scottish. Um, Poor John McGinn played well actually, for what it's worth. He was the only one in them midfield trying to push forward and stuff. Stuart Armstrong, Stuart Armstrong was anonymous. Uh, McTominay, McTominay wasn't bad, but he was playing more box to box than he does for United. He didn't really. That's generally what he does for Scotland, though. Yeah, no, I'm just saying it. I think he's better doing that. Yeah. To be honest. Look, I mean, look. Before we get back to the, before we get back to talking about. Um, the Croatia game. Looking ahead now, given what we've talking about Scotland, um, what do you do? You expect a, a tougher? It sounds weird, given that coming into the tournament we were all sort of like, Croatia's a tough game. Croatia's a tough game. Croatia's a tough game. Having watched these teams now, I, I mean, the energy and the youth of Scotland, particularly in like midfield and sort of with Che Adams, for example, uh, that looks to me as sort of being more dangerous for England, particularly when you consider that. If we're asking John Stones and Mings to sort of defend in the transition, they might struggle a bit. Are you, are you more or less confident ahead of Friday after what you've seen so far? Go for you first, Yates. Um, I wouldn't say I was more or less. I like we should be beating Scotland. Yeah. Uh, I, it'll be a different game. I think it'll be a bit more high tempo because Scotland, as you say, are a bit more energetic. Um, but I think the Czech game did prove that Scotland have a weakness against set pieces, uh-huh. which England have used in the past. Great effect. Yeah, uh, we haven't got slab though. We've got stones who uh, can score from corners, and so I think that. No, might... This is Mings' time to shine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be where how England break the deadlock uh, against uh, a defending Scotland type side. It's set up for a Declan Rice header, isn't it, Dave? It is. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dave? More or less confident? Uh, I'd say more confident, but it is one of those, isn't it, where when you play one of your rivals in an international tournament, how often does that happen? It's it's always a much harder game. Like I don't think Scotland losing today really makes the game any easier for us than I already saw it being it's it's going to have like such an atmosphere to it and 
players from both teams are really going to have to be on their game because there's so much more in it for for these players. I think like everyone knows how how big an England Scotland game is, and yeah, unfortunately, eight. I don't know if they did play at ninety. That was it. Ninety eight. When was Gaza's goal? Was that ninety six? Ninety six. Yeah. That could have been the last time we played them in an international tournament. So it, it was the last time we played them in an international tournament. There we go. Well, it's Scotland gonna be a very... they've never been in one since No, 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 I know, I know, but I, I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to say World Cup ninety eight and we didn't play them then. It's basically more. But yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. How many derby games essentially do you get in a in an international tournament? So well, I think it doesn't make it an easier game. It's two in two tournaments for England. Yeah, yeah. I was say we played Wales, didn't we? Yeah, in was that in the last one? Yeah. 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 yeah, it's last Euros, 2016. Yeah. Well, we, we beat them, so, you know. Anyway, returning to the Croatia game. <laughs> how in, were you... How Looking at the game as a whole, were you encouraged by England's performance and obviously the result? Start with you, Ross. Uh, encouraged? I don't, I don't think I'd go that far, to be honest. <laughs> I've already said Croatia didn't look that strong at the back. I mean, struggled to break them down and create. I mean, the the goal we scored was the only real chance that we had, to be honest. We're just so poor at creating chances. Um, so I wouldn't say I feel any more encouraged. I mean, yeah, the fact that Scotland lost maybe encouraged me a little bit, but um, maybe with Grealish in. We look a little better, but were you were you not impressed by how they essentially controlled the midfield and reduced Croatia to pot shots? Yeah, but I think you'd expect Phillips and Rice against Modric, Kovacic, and Brozovic. Modric at that, that age, yes, St- I think Modric still playing at the high level for Real Madrid. He went to a Champions League semi-final this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, both midfielders, as Dave said, played really well. Um, both the central players. But I was just saying that it's the attacking creativity, which mm. is just, given the players we got, you, I mean, you've got to create chances to win games, don't you? We're just terrible at it, mm. to be honest. Mm. Yates? Uh, yeah, just before I go, you're really enjoying saying Modric, Kovacic and Prozovic, aren't you? <laughs> love it, love it, absolutely love it. Yeah. Uh, about our attacking output, I think it was hampered by a slightly off-colour Kane. Because uh, yeah. Kane had that one chance where you didn't score nine times out of ten. Yeah, I would too. I had a bet on Mason Mount to get an assist. <laughs> I also had a bet on him to score. I've got a bet on him every time he plays, but there you are. <laughs> so, so, yeah. and A, a 2-0 uh, win would look a lot better on our attacking output as well. That is true. So I, I think we we looked very good. We looked a lot more solid than I thought an England team would be. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, for sure. And considering like last time we played Croatia, we were like completely beaten in the midfield battle, and the fact that we did dominate them that was pleasantly surprising. So I think yeah, it was, it was a nice solid performance to start off, but we would need to improve to get deep into the competition. Dave? Yeah, I mean, I've, I, it's the same with England, to be honest, every time we're at any sort of tournament. I'm just worried for us when we play one of the really good teams. Um, 
because we know that we have the the talent there, but it's are they actually going to be like on it from the off? And like I agree with Ross, really, we we didn't really break down this Croatian team as much as you'd maybe have expected, and I think that's maybe a bit of a concern. Um, like on on paper, it's like a fine result, but it doesn't like Ross says. I think encouraged is is probably too far. They got the job done, so it's fine. But it wasn't like a massively convincing performance. But at the same time, it wasn't exactly a snatch and grab. So it's just like an okay, solid enough start to the tournament. But it doesn't necessarily fill me with confidence that we're going to be some elite team at this right, tournament. Ev- oh. Right, right, okay. Does everyone know who England are? Yeah, I was about to say. Why are uh, we yeah, saying but this is the first time like we're Italy with like four, four World Cups. This is the first time we won our opening game at Euros. Do you know how many tournament matches we've Yeah, what, we're like third favourite for this? No, yeah, but did you not get the memo with us coming home? Because of our media, not because of the <laughs> Oh, team. no, yeah, do you know, obviously. Do you know how many tournament matches we have won since 1966? No one's lower on England than me, Will, trust me. 34. <laughs> 34. And four of them were at the last World Cup. Look, I'm back you in Scotland be, to beat us. The, mate, we so. should be singing in the streets that they beat this team. This is a good win. This is a great win. They could troll. It was, it was a good win. Yeah, it, was a good win. A, it doesn't matter if they failed to break them down. Like, at the end of the day, they beat a good, well built these things don't happen. And let me tell you, I'm not saying we're as good as France because we're not. We should be losing to France. We're going to we should... get destroyed by Giroud. Yeah. Yeah. We should be losing to France. We should be losing. <laughs> That's if Mbappe <laughs> isn't still throwing his toys out of France. We probably should be losing to Germany and all these teams. But that said, England are a young team played very well yesterday. Got a good win. Mm-hmm. And you're all fucking negative Nancy's. Get out of it. I said I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, I said it's coming home well. I still think uh, it's coming home. Look, it isn't though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean the team will come home at some point, Ross. Well, they're, they're yeah, we won't be finished bottom with the group, Dave. Um... <laughs> Scott McTominay. <laughs> God you, just, you just know what Tomine's put one in again. Yeah, I know. You know He's it. definitely scoring on Friday. Oh, when Linda Dyke scores, though, that'll be the end. Well, I already criticised Kiefer Moore, and I saw he scored. So it's probably <laughs> yes, the same, probably the nice same sort of thing, isn't it? It was a really nice header, for what's worth. Right. I did enjoy your comments on Turkey, lads. Um, yeah, I didn't say anything. Let's, let's get on to Turkey. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I know you did it, but Mike and Will. The dark yeah. Yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Good I'm, lord. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it right now. Um, Turkey should be doing better than losing 3-0 to a, an Italy team that is good, but shouldn't be losing like that. But let's talk about the game. Obviously, this was the opener. Do you, th- do you think this was the most comprehensive victory by one of the tournament favourites we've seen so far, Ross? Yeah. 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 I mean, Turkey showed next to no attacking intent. Yeah. They were... Given the quality of some of the players they've got, they were really poor. Barack, your man. Yeah. Barack, Zeke's. Barack, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I thought, yeah, I thought Holland um, Ukraine <laughs> was going that way. Uh, yeah. They were they were all over the Ukraine, and then all of a sudden it was two two. Yeah, let's let's stick to Italy Turkey because I, I Sorry, think yeah. that game deserves its own segment. It was magnificent. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yates, what? Obvious. We, me, Ross, and Dave watched this game. We didn't watch it with you, so I don't actually know what you made of it. What did you think of it? 
I, but I didn't actually watch that game. Actually watching Frank <laughs> stuff. I, 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 was, I was actually bowling. Um, because what? Important. Yeah. Which, which, Two, 200 plus scores, I'd like to add. Hold up, wait, wait, wait. Tempin bowling or like were you hitting up that jazz? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tempin, yeah. Tempin, okay. All right, well. All right, Dave? What did you make of this? <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought Italy were were really solid. I mean, Turkey, yeah, I was a bit disappointed when you consider the players they have. That seems to be one of their best squads for for a while. But yeah, Italy were really well organised going forward. They just caused them trouble over and over again. Um, thought yeah, it was a really comprehensive performance from Italy, really. You were quite low I on do... talk last week, weren't you, Dave? So I just want to... No, I do more, I do more... have something to say about them, though. The thing yeah. is with, it, with their centre-backs being this old, if they play against teams that are, are better, where their full-backs are going to have to go up the pitch, it could be an absolute massacre if they kept getting caught on the break by a really, really good team. Like, imagine France, for example, and Mbappe... Jury's probably still faster than Benucci, to be not, honest. Not even, to be not, fair, not France, even if you think like you think like play, you think teams like England and Germany. For yeah, example, I was going to say actually, England. To be fair, we're quite pacey. Imagine like Rashford and Foden, for example, or Sterling, whoever really out of our wingers just running at them if the fullbacks had left them. It, There's something it, to be said for sorry, Dave, sorry? Uh, for Chiellini and Benucci being having played so much together compared to Stones and Mings, who've never played together. True, but I, I think, look, if you, at some point, if you're chasing a game, your defenders are going to be asked to play, they're going to be asked to go out wide, sort of defend one-on-one. And now, these are two unbelievably gifted centre-halves that, lit, but let's call a spade a spade, they are, the, they are the wrong side of 35 now. Yeah. So, I, I do think, particularly watching the game and watching Spinazzola spend so much he was so high on the left wing, honestly. Like the England fans were booing him. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Obviously, people like Mbappe are going to be able to beat Kylian in a 100 meter dash, aren't they? But uh, there is something to be said for their experience. Yeah. Um, it's probably uh, probably newsflash time for everyone who's listening to any Euros podcast. If you are going to compare any team to how they're going to cope with this France team, which is the most stacked team yeah. I've seen in like 10 years yeah. since like peak Brazil, it feels like they are, they're just going to come out the wrong side of it. Um, well, it's because you're going to have to beat them if you want to win it. If you want to be the best, yeah. you want to beat the best. That is what they say. That's what they say. That said, that said, like a tournament football is weird, isn't it? Anyone mm. can beat anyone. Um, Portugal beating France in the final last time. Exactly. Exactly. Scotland beating England on Friday. <laughs> God, just look at this guy. Um, talk about another home nation, Wales. Did anyone watch that game? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you? I saw it. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Someone tell me about it because I didn't watch it. Uh, I thought Wales were quite like they were okay. Nothing special. Um, it was a good header from uh, Moore, but there's nothing really else to write home about. No. Bale was non-existent for most of the game. Uh, Ramsey was also there, but didn't really do much. Well, uh, Ramsey worked hard in there. He tracked back pretty well, I thought. Given they didn't see that, they were pretty much dominated for most of the game, I thought. But... Yeah. 
yeah, I, I think Switzerland. I think yeah, I think Switzerland should have won that, and they had the goal disallowed uh, near the end, didn't they? Yeah. But, yeah, I think Wales were lucky to come away with a point. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Do you, I mean, do you, do you feel confident in Wales making it out of the group? No. No, not at all. Not super confident, no. Well, that's uh, worrying. Not, not in Granite Jacker's Barmy Armies in there, well. That is true, that is true, that is true. Um, Granite Jacker, who's agreed to move to Roma today, I was reading earlier. Oh, no. Oh, Interesting, good player, good player. He is a um, good player. He's, 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 he's a player, isn't he? Can we he? give him our number 10 shirt, too? Let's not, let's not do that. Um, so, not looking rosy for Wales. One other team I do want to quickly touch on. Um, Belgium versus Russia, obviously. Um Belgium, one of the ones that people consider as one of the favourites. It's like every tournament, like the last 10 tournaments, it feels like sort of last chance to leave now. Um, Yates, what did you make of them? Uh, I feel like they did what they were expected to do. Like, Russia aren't a good side. Yeah. Um, and Not without the PEDs, I don't know. <laughs> no. uh, they were certainly lacking that extra oomph. <laughs> Yeah, and you know Lukaku got a couple, which again probably was expected. But he's he so good. Scored at least one. Um, he took them very well. Uh, but yeah, they did what they needed to do, what they expected to do, and they've still got De Bruyne to come back whenever he's uh, finished getting over his eye socket injury. Yeah, yeah, he made his dive. Um, he's in training today. <laughs> um, it's sort of like it was weird watching the Belgian team without. Um, Eden Hazard out there. I mean, Thorgan was out there, and without De Bruyne, um, do you? Th- how much are you pinning their chances on getting those two back fit and firing for f- the later half of this tournament, Ross? Yeah, Eden. Maybe Eden. He's not doing anything out there. He just looks a wreck of a player now. But we have to dream. <laughs> yeah, well, I think if they want to win it, they're going to need De Bruyne in there. I mean, because obviously it's impossible to replace what he gives you I mean with him feeding Lukaku you'd think I mean they've got a good chance of going far yeah Lukaku I just feel like he's going to score whenever he gets a sniff a goal to be honest some player some boy um Dave we've obviously con- concerns Belgium are a bit weird aren't they they're a bit England like in that we've they're obviously yeah. really top heavy wait 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 they're really top-heavy, and then when you look at the back, you're less convinced. But oh, then they've scored, like, four goals, and you're feeling much better about it. There's like, so, only three. Crucially, they've got the same amount of points as England, and they played a less good team. <laughs> you Get out of here. Um, but, Dave, Just you, like England. Oh what God. do you think of their, kind of, like, their back line, and how worried about Well, them? it's a bit like what you said about Croatia's midfield. It's, it's like a defence that's, like... Right at the end of its expiry date, it feels like. Like, Vermarlin's 35 now. He um, came on at left back. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, I couldn't believe what I was thinking. Vertonghen's 34, Alderweireld's 32. I think it is fair to say that Toby wasn't. Felt like he'd fell off a bit at Spurs in the last couple of years. Toby. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vertonghen also. Uh, just pretend Will didn't do whatever that was. Um. <laughs> Then I'll even like even few like few people get that reference. Then there's <laughs> like Boyata, who's who's thirty and to be honest, never been like a top player. He's Nuni, thirty. I thought yeah. he was young. Oh, 
Uh, he's he is 25 until the day he dies. <laughs> let me tell you. What Dedrick Boyata? Yeah, yeah. He's 20. He's 25 until until I see the obituary. He'll always be 25 <laughs> to me. I mean, yeah, the Mounier seems good at right back. What happened to Denier? Isn't he good? He's, he was out there, wasn't he? Yeah, he he's 25. But... He wasn't playing, was he? I'm not 100% sure. If he was there, Vermaelen should not have been the first one off that bench. Good luck. Yeah, but that's the thing. They still... Well, of course they do. It's Roberto Martinez. Of course, 35-year-old Vermaelen's coming off the bench by left-back. I think, to be honest, my biggest... Sorry, I mean, Nasir Chadley's still in this bloody squad somehow. Is he? Oh, my yeah. gosh. He's got, like, 90 caps as well, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. You know he's got West more Brom caps Legend. than Yannick Carrasco? Come he's from. older, though, surely. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, he's not that much four years older. older. He's four years older. He's only got 15 less caps than Kevin De Bruyne. That's pretty <laughs> mental. He's a better player, that's why. Um, but he was he was there before this golden generation, though, wasn't he? Sort of, a little bit. Do you think he is? But, I mean, before they were as good as they are now. He was probably there. Yeah. He was at Spurs, yeah. what, early 2010s? Yeah, and yeah, then West Brom, and then he went Monaco. He went, I love how we're speculating when we've all got access to the internet. Hold on, I'm going to find out how he old. Was at, he's 31, Chad. He's 31. Yeah, he's not that old. <laughs> Joined Spurs in 2013. Yeah, yeah well, wasn't he one of the Bale uh, money signings? Yeah, he was. <laughs> God, and, he was that anyway. and he was still not the worst winger they bought in that. Yeah, that Uncudi, or whatever his name was. That's and really... Clinton and G. And J. He was wife oh, all that God. guy. Sorry, I, I, I will get back to hosting the podcast. I'm just... That's it, Chatley. He's got. Oh my God. While Will's a bit predisposed, should we move on to. Yeah, Nicholas? sorry, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> you hate to take it over. Yeah, like this. Yeah. Gareth Yates. Um, yeah. Gareth Yates. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the game. And before we get down, I just want to say whoever thought. Whoever's doing the schedule for ITV um, was looking at it thinking, that looks like a fun game. What commentary duo can we put on there? Clive Tilsley and Ali McCoist. Thank you. Because Ali, <sighs> Ali McCoist say, oh, that's brilliant. All day. Does <laughs> <laughs> Sky or someone need to sign him up? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's the best co-commentator, or one of the best out there. Clive Tilsley is Rangers club commentator. That's enough to make you watch the Scottish League. <laughs> <laughs> and think of all the pubs you have to go to to do that. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but no. Oh yeah, it's game of the tournament so far. Yeah, easily. Like even the first half, it was nil-nil, but there were so many chances. I think uh, there was the most amount of chances ever in the Euros in the first ten minutes. Um, and then in the second half, you have two 0 It looked like it was going to be a comfortable Netherlands win. And then uh, Yao Ming, uh, what was that? <laughs> Yao Ming, he played Yeah. Turned into Dave. The Ukrainian well, player yeah. um, came out with a absolute banger. Yarmolenko, thanks for watching. Yeah, that was a that was a cracking goal. And then they came back, made it two all, and then it was a 85th minute winner for the Netherlands. 
Uh, the so second yeah. goal was nice too. The cross was really nice. Yeah, right on the money. Um, I, I found it particularly funny that Deboa showed how useless he is and allowed them to cut in on Yarmolenko to keep cutting in on his left, which is literally the only thing that guy does. I, I did want to bring this up. Like, if literally t- all his game. It is. was it was Van Arnhout out there, wasn't if, it? To be if fair. We're, <laughs> oh, if we're creating the all-time, don't let him cut in from the left list. Sure, I know why he wants to do this. Like. <laughs> I mean, in this, in this, in this era, Yarmolenko is not like at the top, but he's certainly no. someone you'd consider. Because be, obvious, uh, obviously, his one thing is cutting, obviously it's cutting yeah. Obviously, it's Robin number one. Yeah, I'm, I'm shocked you put yeah. Robin at one. Who's the shocked? Second? That's what I want to know. I'm shocked you've not put Riyad Mahrez. Why is it Riyad Mahrez? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's actually got a right foot, to be fair. Yeah. It's an unstoppable move, but honestly, as I was watching Yarmolenko do it, I'm like, I'm like, everyone in the stadium knows what's coming here. Nicholas Pepe. No, Cracking left foot. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seventy goals this season. Any, anyone else feel like that this game was kind of like how football used to be, in that before they like, before teams became more interested in stopping transition play and keeping hold of the football and it was just yeah we've got good players and we're just gonna yeah because it just felt relentless it felt like i was watching a 2002 world cup it yeah it was a really good game five senegal that's what it felt like yeah. um yeah but what do we think of the dutch's chances of anything really no no, no. Uh, Erkan Quarters would be a good tournament for Dutch. Yeah, it's just they're in this awkward spell where they had like a couple of golden generations back to back, and they just haven't really had the. But not a, not this team's a lot better board. than. A yeah, of it's a lot better. More recent than, ones. Yeah, I agree, but they still aren't at like what they'd be hoping to be the they're, peak. They're not. A, yeah, they're not the level think, they were ten years ago. Yeah, no, that, that's sure, what I mean. But... I mean, they're certainly better than they were, say, even four or five years ago. But they're not. Yeah, they're they're I... just not really. It's not really a team you associate with with Holland. In the I think the pie is one years. of those players who can just pop up with something, though. Although not everything worked for him the other night. Yeah, he's he's, he's probably in pop the up best really he's good. ever been. To be yeah. fair, you'd expect them to get out of the group, and then who's in their group? They don't get out of the group, honestly. Yeah, exactly. And then if they win last 16, that is a good tournament for the Netherlands. And then once you're in the quarters, anything could happen. I, I think they could get to the quarters. I wouldn't be too shocked by that. And uh, I'm not biased at all. I've been my uh, work sweepstake at all. So, yeah. Well, I've got England in ours. Uh, Fucking hell, really? Oh, you're really And biased. Spain, and Spain, to be fair. <laughs> And Spain, oh, he's back in Spain. Spain, who uh, we were watching Danny uh, Murphy um, describe Marat earlier as an intelligent player, and it's put me in a thoroughly bad mood for this podcast. He's, he's missed two Miss, good yeah. chances in this game. Has he? Oh, good that's chances. the that's the Alvaro we know and love. Come yeah, on, lad. He missed an absolute sitter. He did. So. He did. Um, before we go, how excited are the three of you for France Germany tomorrow? Yeah, it should be should be a top game. To be fair. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, the attacking talent on show should be should be a really good. Watch. I mean, when Giroud's playing, I mean, like, is Giroud going to play? He should. Should. He's better than Benzema. Correct? Is he? For France, he is. Yeah. <laughs> That's because Benzema hasn't played for about five years. Yeah, he hasn't um, scored for France in six well, and a half years. Like, he hasn't scored for France in six years. Giroud's the second top scorer of all time. Yeah, he's only what five behind Henri now. Forty six, he's on, isn't he? Yeah. Honestly, Dave, what? So if he overtakes Henri, then that makes him France's best player ever, right? It does. Yeah. What else can you say about it? More as many Champions Leagues as Thierry Henri. They are fun fact. As many World Cups too. Yeah. Too. Yeah. 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 The Euros as well. Um, so on the French quickly, we've talked about talked around them all podcast because obviously they're the most exciting. Well, maybe not the most exciting the way Deschamps has not planned, but they're the most stacked squad. Um, in terms of things that can get in their way, Dave, um, what do you think is there? Because is it anything on the football pitch, or are we going to have to rely on a sort of Nicholas Anelka style assault? Wow. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, to be honest, there's been the whole Mbappe and, and Giroud thing in public. You want to explain the, that? Yeah, so basically, it, it was really clear if you watch the game. Basically, Mbappe trusted Benzema with the ball. Benzema went off, Giroud came on, scored two goals. But he like was trying actively to not pass to Giroud, basically. Um, and Giroud also, when he scored his first goal, Mbappe didn't even join in the celebration, which was strange. But basically, Giroud in his press conference said, "Play like we need to remember to pass to each other." Basically, and Mbappe took it very personally. And there was rumours that he wanted to hold his own press conference to address it. And then Bogbas came out saying that there's like nothing behind it. Larice is saying they still have a good team spirit. But this sort of happened with the Analka thing. All the players were saying everything was fine and then it turned out it wasn't. All of a so, sudden, it was not. I mean, to be honest, if, if one person really starts to cause trouble, surely they just send them home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's get Mbappe yeah, home. Yeah. Get him yeah. out. Yeah. Not Mbappe. Good luck explaining He's that to the French public. <laughs> I mean, Benzema's the early easy one to send home. He's already been a controversial. I'm shocked they brought him back. He's not causing any trouble right now. If anything, he's the one who's back. Wasn't he involved in some major controversy with France before? Yes. That that is why he's not been around. He's involved in in a couple of things, Karim Benzema. He's caught caught cases, actually, uh, this summer. Yeah, he's got an It hasn't happened yet. Wasn't that 10 years ago? It was about five years ago, around the time that he got dropped from the France squad. Yeah, yeah it was wild, that allegation. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, and we are not wild. getting into that. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> no, we probably should right Probably should have. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> just watching Dave trying to explain that in a... In a, in a, in a, in a Jeez. Sorry, lads. Did you know Giroud has 108 caps? Yeah, and he's deserved every one of them. Oh, no, I... I didn't realise. I thought he was on like ninety. I didn't realise. To be fair, what's he? Many. Thirty-five, isn't he? Or I think. Uh, uh, Still as pacey as ever, though. It's a really good point. It doesn't um, matter when he's that good at holding up the ball, Ross. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what isn't he good at? To be fair. Um, Running. Losing. He doesn't yeah. lose very. Yeah, often. I like that. I like <laughs> that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. 
Um, Are you sure I've got some Walcott content we can move on to? <laughs> If we're ever going to talk about Theo Walcott, who I also don't really like, <laughs> without Mark Preston, who yeah, hates yeah. Mine, we have to wait for Mark to come back uh, from the Eclipse concert. I can't wait for uh, England bow out and Ross is back on it. Like, uh, Walcott was up. <laughs> it might be a different story. We can score more goals against Croatia when Walcott was played. Um, before we move on, and we say goodbye. Uh, Gonna ask you a few questions that we asked last week. Yates, um, who's your pick to win the tournament? Portugal. Oh. Why? Just quickly. Because uh, I think they're going forward. They've got the best in Europe. Brilliant. I think they'll just outscore teams. I think their team's good, but. We'll find out when Portugal play, play France. We can't wait for this when Portugal have one shot on target. <laughs> one, thing you would say, one thing you would say about Portugal is um, the way they play and the way they defend so deep. Um, it's, I mean, they might just re- be reliant on that attacking talent, which is going to be interesting. A team like France needs a bit of space in behind for Mbappe to do his best work. Um, obviously, Zello being out is probably a big hit. Um, in terms of a dark horse, who you, you had a, you've had the advantage of seeing a few, so you're not going to back to like us. Um, who you who you found? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm backing um, my um, sweepstake team of yeah, the Netherlands. It's a dark horse. The Netherlands are not a dark horse. Yeah, they're going to be right. Really? I mean, not many people have been backing them, so I'd say they're a dark horse. I mean, Italy aren't a dark horse because every man and the dog on Twitter yeah. has been calling them a dark horse. Uh, feel like there are certain you got to go really out there there are certain so teams that look well all i'm saying is if north macedonia dark horses though uh, not north macedonia played very well yeah what i'm saying is if they had more talents like goran pandev how God, if, imagine if imagine if pandev gets the european championship <laughs> okay i Yates. mean he scored and i was i was happy they shut it. Yates, who are you, you back for the golden boot I think it's got to be Lukaku, hasn't it? If if Belgium get to the semis, he's scoring seven or eight goals to get there, which will win a golden boot. Pretty unanimous pick on the podcast, Lukaku. Um, Ross, we need yeah. France. Yeah, France. Yeah. Dark horse. I mean, if we're allowing Holland as a dark horse, that's what I'm going with. The the definition Um, of a dark horse. A decent side that no one's really talking about. Yeah. uh, They're the best team um, in their group. Comfortably. So they get an easy last 16 round, and then when you're in the quarters, anything can happen. Well, I'll I'll go with Scotland then. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll allow Holland. Um, who, who are you back into win the Golden Boot? Uh, Giroud. Uh, <laughs> no, Lukaku. It's got to be Lukaku. Yeah. yeah. Right. Let's Walcott, play. is he still playing? Let's take this podcast out of the back. <laughs> and put Holland. It has been a shit show. <laughs> when I went, Mike told me in the weekend he was going away. And then I said, I did, right, I'll organise some guests. <laughs> and, then I, and then I asked in our group chat who wants to come to the pod. Ross Bird said, turn up. And I said, oh, we'll get a sensible voice. 
and then Yates turned up, and I'm like, you know, that's moderately sensible, thinking that we'd get we'd get through this podcast, and we haven't. <laughs> We've got through it. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But the world hasn't imploded yet. Yeah, the ramblings of a madman. Um, <laughs> uh, Gareth Yates, if people want to follow you, where can they follow you? Oh, don't ask me for my Twitter. I don't know. They can't. I don't know. <laughs> Good point. It's Good point. at Gareth Gates. Yeah, yeah. Gareth uh, Yates. Does he have Twitter? Let's underscore forty-eight. He must do. Uh, I, I can't imagine he's allowed to have Twitter anymore. Hold Ross, where can they follow you if they want to follow you? Uh, bear with me. I'm just trying to find my. Uh, it's at Ross underscore Bird fourteen. There we go. Hold on, underscore Bird fourteen. <laughs> Yeah. Not Ross Bird underscore 14. Or uh, Ross Birdie 14. I, went, I tried to go for Ross Birdie 14, but... Wait, no way they're 14 Ross Birdies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah? Right, so I've discovered something here. Gareth Gates tweeted six days ago that someone on Instagram sent him a message thinking he was Gareth Southgate. <laughs> hey, Gareth, good luck with the Euros. You're such a great manager and pull off those waistcoats brilliantly. Don't let anyone tell you different. Kiss. Um, <laughs> I'm not joking. Some woman sent it him on Instagram. <laughs> That's really good. That is really good. Oh my god. That is um, not what I was expecting. Uh, Dave, before we go, have you got a start of the week? Um, yeah, Goran Pandav scored and he's fucking brilliant. Goran Pandev is North Macedonia's youngest ever goal scorer. <laughs> Um, I'm surprised you didn't go for the uh, Jude Bellingham one. Yeah, but everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. But Blues have announced that they're naming St Andrews after him now. Oh, here we go. If you want to follow Mike, um, who is, so you can see all the pictures from his uh, end ups (laughs) constant, you can do so at Mikey Breslin. And the Joel Linton report is nothing. He's not playing in the Euros because he's Brazilian. And he's also not playing at the Copper (laughs) Manchester either. You're telling me you didn't make the Brazil squad? (laughs) This might upset you, Ross, but Richarlison has been starting every game for them through the middle. I'm not joking. joking? I'm not joking. That can't be. It's true. It's true. He can't be be their best forward. No, I don't think he is, but he's. R9 to R minus now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can follow me at the Home 17, but please don't please then follow us at In the Round Pod on all the socials, including Vivo. Um, if you want to find more in depth you can go to innerarmedia.com but if not we will be back at some point next week keep an eye on the Twitter because we may delay the podcast so we can go on after the England game and talk to you through how we've somehow contrived to finish bottom of the group (laughs) I'll be there for that one lads no you will not (laughs) (laughs) right until next time bye